Hi, everybody. Hello. How's it going? Welcome to I Have, have a, a Strange, strange story, story Podcast. podcast. You Bro. jerk. You did. I, think, I think you're the fucking jerk. You're the one that, you like, were like, you don't even... You don't even talk normal. Like, <laughs> you don't even talk normal when we do that. Like, I swear to I God. I don't know if you saw the look of fear in my eyes. Whenever we <laughs> pressed record, I was like, damn it. I'm going to mess this Here up again. Here we go again. Yeah. That's all right. Anyways, welcome Welcome back, to episode 12. <laughs> you know what this means. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is our last episode of the fucking year. Yes. Congratulations to us. It's been a good year. I mean, We fucking did it. Mm-hmm. And then um, this also means that for 2019, our first episode is episode fucking lucky number 13. Love it. I love it too. I think Mm -hmm. it's exciting. We'll have to, you know, do the episode. And we can get... We can get uh, the the number thirteen tattooed on us. Oh, that's kind of a really good idea. <laughs> but it can be kitty cats or something. Meow. Yes. Meow. So, what are our other announcements? So, um, episode twelve, and then it's going to be episode thirteen, and then mm-hmm. um, what are you going to do for yourself in the new year, Rebecca? Well, you know the same old workout better <laughs> all that bullshit that you talk about at the beginning of the year because you can't do that any other time of the year yeah you just do it then mm-hmm. i don't do that mm-hmm. and i don't ever make changes but i am making a change but i made it before the new year but it's kind of like you know yeah. it's gonna be a thing because like yeah. you and i work out already anyways yes we do pilates yep but i'm gonna start uh like lifting weights and shit that's cool Lindsay. You're yeah gonna I'm, get gonna, I'm gonna get fucking ripped yes I'm going to get swole as fuck. Swole, yeah. And you're going to take pictures of yourself at the the gym, like, army of one, never looking back, (laughs) always looking forward, follow your dreams, never give up, never give up, (laughs) never take a break. And then I'm going to lift weights and throw them down and be like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to scare everyone around me. I love it shit i guess that's our only um those are our announcements huh that's it going fucking headstrong with number 13 i'm excited about that let's get tattoos to commemorate yeah let's do that we can get i have a strange story tattoos (laughs) (laughs) um oh i do have kind of an announcement i do this to you every fucking time i'm like i don't have an announcement okay i kind of do we talked about we talked for about half an hour before we started this (laughs) I'm a little um, hungover. I drank too much last night. Mm-hmm. It was bad news bears because vodka is just so nice. Yeah, it goes really smooth. I know. I just had too much, but I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, that wasn't my announcement. My announcement is um, for our listeners. I'm going to talk about suicide today. Okay. So if that's upsetting to you, then you probably don't want to listen. Yeah. Good trigger warning. Yeah, you're welcome. It is something that needs to be talked about, though. Yeah. No, I thought it was really nice of me to give that warning. Yeah. I think that it's something that we need to address and yep. not make it a stigma. Like people go through hard times and this yeah. is something that happens. Well, we're by no means professionals. Um, it's just the story. 100% damn yeah, sure. Not, not at all. I mean, I have a book. I mean, I studied suicide, but <laughs> that doesn't make me an expert. <laughs> I probably know about the same as the average person. <laughs> That's fine. 
because I didn't study in school. We know that. I just fucked around the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) You're not alone in that. God, I was an awful student. Um, Okay, so I guess should we go right into our stories? Yeah. Like I said, uh, mine involves suicide, so. Do it. By the way, I'm Rebecca. Oh, yeah, I'm Lindsay. If you haven't, if you don't know this by now. If you don't know us by our. Then go back to. uh, Because everybody says we sound alike anyways. Who is that? Who's everybody? Um, People usually think we sound alike. People also think that we look alike. Yeah, that's weird. I, that just blows my fucking mind. Do you remember mm-hmm. what, that one time at the beach, someone was like, are y'all twins? And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. We're clearly different. We don't look alike at all, but people no. say we look like twins. That's weird. Like that guy at the beach. I know. All right. Episode Anywho. 12. So my story <laughs> um, is about a young man who tried, he tried to commit suicide and he's telling us about his near death experience. Um, and it was a suicide attempt. Um, and that's important just because I'm going to talk a little more about that at the end and some of the research I did. Um, but basically he was, he was depressed about the loss of a loved one and he tried to induce suicide through alcohol and other drugs. Um, and basically what happened is he died for about 10 minutes and during this 10 minutes, he said that he only saw blackness. He didn't say anything else. It was just black. Um, He didn't hear anything for a while, but then he started to hear two male voices. And the male voices were talking, and they were saying to him, are you sure that this is what you want? If you do this, this is it. He said that he couldn't speak, but all he could do uh, was think. And whenever he was thinking, what he said back to them was, this is it. And a male voice responded, if you kill yourself, this is it. Just us for eternity. (laughs) So total blackness. I know all all he hears are these male voices talking to him. Um, He said he doesn't remember everything, but he said that they talked a lot. Um, He said that it kind of seemed like it was a joke, and the way that they were talking to him, but it was a very like formal warning to him that this was fucking it. And he interpreted it as if he was almost in this limbo where he was stuck in this blackness with just these two voices and that's what was going to happen to him. And they were really trying to talk him out of it, basically, giving him a warning that this was going to be it for him. Um, and then he heard a woman's blood-curdling scream. Ooh. So... Whenever I read this story, I thought that there, um, someone had shown up, an ambulance had shown up. That's typically what happens with suicides, mm-hmm. not to diminish his attempt or how he was feeling, but like typically people may attempt suicide when they know that they can be found and right. it's more suicidal ideation. It's not like they're actually going to go through with it. Mm-hmm. So I assumed the people talking were actually people present, paramedics, and that the blood-curdling scream was maybe his mother or a sister who found him, but that's not the case. He was alone. Um, so he, he woke up. Probably have to edit that out, my long silence. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at my notes. Um, so he woke up, he gasped for air, he realized that he hadn't breathed in about 10 minutes, and that was the end of his story. He oh called 911 and he got help. Wow. He was, so he wasn't found. No, 
Oh my God. He was so woken scary. up by the conversation and the screaming and, and what he's describing as this limbo wow. um, time. And so I, I was interested, um, like I said, I, so I studied suicide in school, but it was more like scientific and data and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was looking at what happens with near-death experiences, and it's kind of a more spiritual or religious perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, in which, you know, science wins, but <laughs> I, there was this guy who classified suicides. Um, he classifies them as revenge, so where you're killing yourself to get back at someone, mm-hmm. um, or due to an illness. So if it's um, terminal illness, if you have uh, depression or something like that. And then there's the third one, which is uh, drug-induced. Mm-hmm. And according to this person, if, so if, if you kill yourself for revenge reasons, um, then you're going to haunt the living. Kind of like wow. as a warning to them about why they shouldn't do it. Okay. Okay. If you kill yourself to do an illness, there's no negative consequences. Oh. Yeah. So like if you have can- terminal cancer or something and you do assisted suicide, in this guy's opinion, it's fine. Um, now, if you kill yourself with drugs, then you're in limbo until you're freed. So killing yourself with drug, does that mean like an intentional suicide or like it was an accidental overdose? Oh, that's the thing. And that's where I kind of have it take issue with the way that this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just the fact that he's alleging that you're going to be punished for killing yourself, period, I think it's kind of crappy. Yeah. Um, but also you may be depressed and, and then do a bunch of drugs to kill yourself. So where do you, you know, that's a fine line, right? It it's is. like an ecological fallacy. Yeah. But that's what happens when you bring religion in to explain why people do things, right? Gotcha. So, but I thought it was also <laughs> kind of interesting because it, it, they referenced the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which mm-hmm. now I want because I think <laughs> it sounds really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, but it's an ancient Buddhist book of uh, the afterlife. They think there's negative karma for you if you kill yourself. And it also says that if you kill yourself... Um, you have to be freed from imprisonment of the suicide through prayer oh. of friends and family and everything. So, I mean, this guy and then the this ancient book talks about how if you kill yourself, you're basically stuck in a limbo. Mm-hmm. And this guy feels like that's what the limbo was. It was total darkness and then these two people speaking the whole time. Um, but anyways, scientifically, there's actually nine types of suicide or reasons for suicide. I won't go into details, but it's much more, there's so much more than just those three classifications. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also wanted to add that a lot of completed suicides are associated with substance abuse and alcoholism. And that usually people who do kill themselves, um, have been drinking before they do it. I think it was like 70%. Really? And then, yeah. And the people who most likely are, uh, kill themselves are white men. Oh. And then it's black men and then Mm -hmm. it's white women. Mm -hmm. But typically it's, uh, white people are in the lead for killing themselves. No, I mean, we gotta do, be good at something, right? (laughs) You know what I think it is? Mm -hmm. I think the core relation is because, so there's, there's people who have specific jobs, um, and if you have these jobs, you're more likely to commit suicide, and they're typically, they're higher-paying jobs, like dentists, physicians, those types of things, accountants, um, and I think because white people 
um, because the way our society is, we have more opportunities and life chances Mm -hmm. to get those types of jobs. Mm -hmm. And so there you are. Right. That's that's probably why. And there's also the cultural thing too, right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Um, There's a lot of uh, suicide, high suicide rates in the veterinary medicine field. Um, yeah, the book actually talks mm-hmm. about that. I'll take a picture of the book. Uh, it's the com- comprehensive textbook of suicidology, That's and it cool. talks about vets killing themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's they have a lot of access to some pretty potent drugs. I mean, that'll do the job. Drugs. Yeah, yeah, They'll, that'll do it. But I think that I'm just speaking because I've been in that field for a long time. But like, yeah. I think that I don't. I don't think that people really understand in veterinary medicine. You have to essentially make some decisions for people. Yeah. Um, and then you also have people that want you to save their pet, um, but get mad at you because of the cost and makes you feel like you're, you're a terrible person for, you know, charging for services for life, you know, saving services. And in in a way it makes you think we need to change Mm -hmm. the medical industry, the veterinary medical industry too. Yeah. Well, it's this, I mean, it's the same thing with people and helping Mm -hmm. people. Like if you can't pay for your cancer treatment, you're shit out of luck. Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, veterinarians have anything, um, they can't control, you know, how things are charged and, right. and stuff like that. But it would be nice if instead we could treat animals like people yeah, in the sense that everybody has pet insurance for their animals and stuff right. like that. So listen, are we going to have anything fun in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is probably the like, ooh, the downer episode. <laughs> it's really bad. Jesus. I, I, I mean, but you know what? It is something that we need to end the stigma on. So we do need yeah. to talk about it in a serious way. Um, and I'm glad that you brought it up because if you if you do feel suicidal, you know, we're there for you. <laughs> we want to make sure that you get the help that you get and stuff like that, and especially around the holidays. It's interesting that you brought this up around the holidays. No, actually, I think that's a myth. Oh, suicide really? rates, yeah, suicide rates go down during the holidays. Oh, because a lot of it has to do like with um, support, and mm-hmm. usually around the holidays, people are going to offer way more support than they would at other sense. times. Yeah, okay, that's a, okay. like with me being alone during the holidays. You yes. wouldn't believe. I mean, the minute I mentioned it, I got invited to so many people's houses, and, and I was you were like. like I just want to be at home alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's actually a myth. It's not true. Okay. Well, there you have it. Debunked. You have it from me. Science wins. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I'm going to get that Tibetan book of the dead if I can. I didn't look into it. You probably can't even own that. We can put links in the show notes and stuff like that. Hell yeah, we can. Yeah. Um, anyways, so you're welcome. I know that I usually have a little more fun with my stories. There was no fun with this story. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't fun. The good part is, is that he came out of it. He had an experience. Yeah. And hopefully, um, you know, it makes you rethink life. That's one of some of the research that I read talked about how usually near death experiences, um, there's a total change in that person's life yeah. after that. And the person who, whose story this is, he talked about how um, he'd always been agnostic mm-hmm. and that this kind of changed his perspective, the thought of being stuck in that limbo mm-hmm. um, because he had attempted to commit suicide. Um, he said that it really changed his perspective on shit. 
took some acid and changed his perspective on shit. What movie is that from? <laughs> I don't. Lindsay, God damn it. I don't know. <laughs> Let's do like, I think maybe they saved some peyote and change our perspective on shit. I don't remember. No. Someone tell me. All right. Okay. Cool. Um, do you have a At story? At your girl, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lose a bunch of listeners with this episode. They're going to be like, they're not fun anymore. <laughs> you know what? I'll put it in the show notes. Just be like, you might want to skip this one. <laughs> it it's fun. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Trigger warning. Yeah. It's super sad. And Trigger warning is yeah. not very good. Okay. Well, I don't know if it gets any better. <laughs> oh, fuck. But it gets, it, 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 it gets spooky. Okay. So Lisa is that. Um, are you finished? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, good. Uh, Anywho, so this um, story comes from Guy once again. Hi, Guy. Guy. He's so nice. I know. He's always liking everything that we put on Instagram. He's got the best stories. He really does. No, he does have good stories. I kind of um, emailed him back and forth a little bit about um, how interesting it was that he gets to experience so many paranormal events in his life, and his yeah. wife does too. That's which is awesome. Cool. I know. How do you get? <laughs> how do you be that person? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> oh, because I'm one of those people too. God, you're so special. Oh yeah. Remember, I had a recent experience. Mm-hmm. I text you, and you were very realistic about it. Oh, do you yeah. remember? Yeah, do you? You heard gra- glass breaking in my bedroom. There yes. was it was glass breaking, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Fucking the cats!" And then yes. I looked, and I was like, "Oh no, they're on the couch with me." I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so I got up and I went in there, and I was looking for whatever the fuck it was that broke, and there was f- nothing. Yes, there was nothing. And I text you, and I was like, "Dude, I just heard breaking glass in my bedroom," and your response was, "Is your alarm on?" And I was like, no, I didn't think about that. I was like, I just immediately assumed it was a ghost that was in my room. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to uh, believe that, you know, some some weird sound in my house is a ghost. But my mind goes to somebody breaking in. That's the first thing my mind goes to is somebody's going to come into the bedroom and kill me. Yeah. Well, that's That's where my mind should have (laughs) gone. Well, that's why I can't listen to true crime. Oh, God, that's all I listen to. I know. And you see, so you should be thinking about this. I know. There's a ninja just... in your attic that's been Ooh. watching you and is going to come out and kill you while you're in the shower. It's, it's oh. a real thing that happened. No, dude, I know. There's been, dude, believe me, you better believe <laughs> that mom and I were up in my attic at one point and looking to see if somebody was living up there. Oh, I, I'm ain't, I ain't no dummy. <laughs> <laughs> No, but after you said that, I was like, oh, fuck. And I went and turned on the alarm because mm-hmm. I was like, if that fucker, whoever it is, tries to open a window, the alarm's going to go off. Yes. But it didn't. And there was no explanation for the glass breaking because I have a noisy ghost. Oh, a poltergeist. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it's poltergeist. a poltergeist. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Okay. Is that enough about you or can we <laughs> okay enough about me (laughs) let's get back to guy get back to your story okay so thank you again guy for sending this in he sent us an email um so this dates uh started back in 2007 when guy's girlfriend now wife uh was trying to find a way out of a bad apartment complex 
Um, he said it was a dangerous place to live. At one point, his girlfriend was attacked, and Ooh. she had to mace the shit out of that person to get away. Oh, no. Um, also, her mom lived in this complex, so they were just worried about um, getting attacked again. <laughs> Lindsay? <laughs> what? You're being very distracting. I'm sorry, She's guys. fixing her hair, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, go me. ahead. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So they were looking for a new place to live, and um, they were having a really hard time. Everything was not affordable, um, and they were about to get, give up until they found this place that turned, you know, that was kind of a miracle. It turned out to be a great deal. It was um, a duplex for rent, and I love this part. There was a, a grandma that lived next door. Oh, I think that's real sweet. Um, but anyways, a little bit of backstory about this property. Um, the landlord lived in California, and he bought this without looking at it mm-hmm. and just decided to kind of rent it out. Um, so whenever he finally came to look at the property, there was a lot of repairs that needed to be made. Um, and so just kind of as a nice thing, um, the guy gave him a discount on their rent while the repairs were going to be made for the next couple of months. Um, and at this point, guy was like, well, uh, I need a place to live, so let's all live together. Um, so the three of them um, rented this place together. Okay. Um, and just as a side note, they only made it there for eight months. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so anyways, everything was going great at first. Um, but then after for a couple of weeks, they noticed some strange things, and the house began to feel dark, like they were being watched. Yeah. Um, he said that the hallway was, could never be fully lit. So they could turn on all of the, the lights in the house. Um, and there were still dark patches in the hallway and it was kind of creepy. And whenever they would go through it, they always felt like they had to run through it, like to get to their bedrooms or get to the storage room. Um, and there was one, uh, one room in the house where they kind of put their storage and stuff and they never wanted to go in there. It was just had a creepy vibe to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, just to kind of also talk about the hallway a little bit, um, it, also, it also felt pretty cool. Um, so they lived in Dallas at the time. I feel like I can say that. Um, and their AC went out in the summertime. It was yeah. 110 degrees. Yeah. And folks, if you guys live in Texas, you know that it is an emergency if your AC goes out during the yeah, summertime. Yeah, fuck that shit. You can yeah. die. You can totally die. Um, so their AC and, went out. Yeah, we aren't being dramatic. Like people, We're not being Especially dramatic. elderly or yeah. um, medical issues, you can totally die. You can get people to come in the middle of the night to fix your AC. Yeah. Because even in the middle of the night, it's still hot as fuck. Yeah. So it was 110 degrees outside. Their AC went out. Um, but their hallway was still dark and cool. So Dude, they could, it's a funnel ghost. It's interesting that you say that, Lindsay, because I have something about funnels in the story. Weird. Yep, it's a funnel ghost. I fucking knew it. Dude. Okay, cool. Um, so anyways, <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Good job. Uh, so anyways, um, what kind of started is Guy started having some strange dreams. Uh, yes. The first one he had, he was playing um, uh, fetch with his girlfriend's dog in the dream. Oh. Hmm. Uh, oh. His family, um, so whenever I say his family, his girlfriend and his now mother-in-law and him were in the living room and he was throwing a ball down the hallway to, ke- <sighs> for, to play fetch. Yeah. Uh, the dog would bring it back. 
dog's name was Haley. Um, the dog would bring it back. But um, when, the last time she didn't bring the ball back. And so he knew he had to go to the, to the hall. And he, was, he just had this terrified feeling um, to pick up the ball. Uh, whenever he went down the hall, he saw a little girl, pale as an eggshell with black eyes, and she was crying. Oh. In the dream, he ran back to his family and yelled, there was a little girl who died here, and her name was Susie. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know why I said that. There was oh, no awesome. introduction, but he yeah. knew that this little girl's name was Susie. I fucking love it, because that's exactly how dreams are. Yeah. It is weird how you just get this knowledge. You just know. Sudden. Yeah. Yes. Um, so anyways, he ran. Uh, uh, he ran. He woke up. Uh, he was sweating and trembling, and he talked to his girlfriend about this, and he had really had a hard time sleeping, you know. Yeah. After that, um, a couple weeks later, um, and this is just kind of a side note. It's not anything paranormal, but it's still creepy as fuck. Um, his his girlfriend came home, and she was just terrified and scared. And he was like, what's going on? And he said, yeah. uh, she said that she had um, seen this, this man that lived in their neighborhood who had attacked her whenever she was in high school. He said that she said that he um, he hit her in the face and he held her at gunpoint. Oh, geez. I know. I didn't get a whole lot of information. That's probably something that you don't really want to bring up again. But yeah. just knowing that this man lived, you know, a couple of streets down, she didn't feel safe anymore. Yeah, that's scary. You know, and he tried to be there as much as possible for her, trying to protect her, but he knew he couldn't watch her 24-7. So that was kind of always in the back of his mind that there's a dangerous person living, you know, right down the street. Yeah. And he also mentioned, that's really fucking weird. In the whole city of Dallas, which is huge, you run into somebody, you know, that you knew in high school that was threatening to you. Right. He felt like the neighborhood. What the fuck are the chances? Right. He felt like the neighborhood was cursed or something. Um, So here's the the part that's interesting, Lindsay, that you mentioned. Um, Guy had reoccurring dreams about being trapped in a funnel Mm -hmm. um, as a house was, as the house and the bedrooms were circling around him. Um, He knew that if he didn't get out of this funnel, uh, something was bad was going to happen, like he was going to be sucked in the, into the ground. Hell yeah. Um, so at this one point, uh, he knew he needed to get out of this dream. So he tried to wake up. He tried to open his eyes. He couldn't. Um, whenever he did kind of open his eyes, he saw a shadow-like figure standing over him. It had no discerning details, but maybe he was wearing a cloak um, over its body. Yeah. Um, he sure, dude, he said, all these fucking cloaks and all these fucking stories, dude. It's weird. I know. Uh, we'll get back to that in a minute. Okay, sorry. No, it's okay. But I'm, <laughs> but it is interesting that you bring that up. It's weird that this is a reoccurring thing for people all over the world that they see yeah. this shit. Um, so he said he wasn't sure if he was awake or not. He couldn't move. Um, and of course he was terrified. And he, in his dream, the only thing that he could think to do was uh, he cried in his head, Jesus, help me. Um, he said that he was raised in a very religious, uh, family and that was the only thing that he thought he could do. Um, and he finally, and after that, the, the figure went away and he woke up. Oh man. Mm -hmm. He was shaken. Um, he could move, but he was terrified. Um, another dream he had was another kind of funnel dream. Uh, but this one is fucking creepy. Um, he said that instead of like the house moving around, it was, um, it was hands, heads, and legs that were hitting him. 
Dude. on the way down. Mm-hmm. That's like labyrinth. She oh my God, I knew you down? were going to say that. <laughs> I knew that. It's whenever I was reading this and I'm like, it's going to be the labyrinth ref- uh, reference. 100%. That's what it is. That is what it is. That's funny uh, that you mentioned that. Um, so when he, anyways, whenever he was having this dream one night, he was laying on his back. Um, and in his dream, he was laying on his back. And he felt his chest start to touch his chin. Dude. Uh-huh. And then he I, felt... What? I want everyone to try to do that. Try to do that right now. Put, try to put your chest... Oh, that kind of hurts. You can't... You can't do it. It's yeah, like impossible. Unless somebody is lifting your legs up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what was happening. He felt like somebody was elevating his Dude. legs. Dude. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, man? Yeah. And so he started coming out of his dream and he realized his legs were being fucking lifted fuck up. Fuck that, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit, dude. Yeah. They were being lifted Ooh. off the bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did he kick them? Like He didn't He didn't kick. He was terrified. I mean, he may have kicked and he just didn't oh mention it. Oh, my God. But of course, he was terrified. In his head, again, he cried, Jesus, save me. Oh, um, no. I can't. Mm-hmm. This is just sad. It is sad. I know. It's terrifying. Yeah, and so he said uh, whenever uh, he said that in his head, his his legs were dropped, his heels touched the mattress, and Uh a gust of air flew through the sheets. I mean, this is shit for movies. (laughs) You could make a movie about this haunted house. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that's shit that you see, like, what is that... Here, he's your favorite. What's that movie <laughs> where the family moves into that house and the mother gets possessed by that witch? No. Come on, Becky. <laughs> you don't remember that? I'm sorry, Lindsay. I just Oh, don't. it's such a good one, too. Oh, okay. Well, whenever okay. you think of it, whenever you know the title, okay, I'll just shout you. it out. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the last straw um, for them to decide that they needed to move out because this was a good deal and it was, mm. the rent was split three ways um, and they had a really hard time, you know, finding a place to live the first time. They were like, well, can we wait this out or can we not? Right. But at this point they decided I, we can't, you know, stay here anymore. Um, so guy. Can everybody hear my cat? We can hear you. Okay, good. Good. I love it, Lindsay. It. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, so anyways, uh, this happened the the month before they were going to move out. Guy was having a hard time sleeping, obviously. Makes sense. Um, he woke up around 4.30 a.m. and he was uh, facing the wall um, where his nightstand was. And he said he saw the clock. It was 4.30. Um, so he rolled over to face his girlfriend. And when he opened his eyes, instead of her face, it was the face of an old woman. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said that her face was covered in wrinkles. Her skin was yellow tinged with a bluish glow. Oh man. Her lips were weathered and chapped and her hair pulled back in a tight bun. Yeah. And also I want to mention that he said instead of his girlfriend's beautiful face. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, so he freaked out. Obviously, yeah. he panicked and he was flailing and he flung his head, uh, his hand, and he hit the, the oh. woman on the head. And then his, his girlfriend's he- face reappeared. Oh, my God. And she was so stunned and so scared and confused, which I'm sure both of them were, yeah. that they couldn't fall asleep again. 
So mm-hmm. that was it. They were like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, from what I gather from Guy, I asked him a couple of follow-up questions. He was there for eight months before they left. Um, he said that, you know, his other family members did feel kind of a spooky feeling, but a lot of this paranormal stuff was directed at him. Yeah. And so uh, we talked about that a little bit. Just some of my um, my feelings about it is, you know, there are people out there that are targeted. And it could be for whatever reason. It could be your gender. It could be your role. Like if you're a father or a mother or, you know, child. Um, and I forgot what the other reason was that you can be. I mean, there's a, many, a million reasons why you can be singled out. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, in this case, it was Guy that was singled out. Um, and who knows why that entity maybe just didn't like men. Um, a couple things, too, that I want to point out is you – I feel like you get hauntings whenever you start to change things. So in the house, there were some renovations being made, and that may have stirred up some spirits. That's true. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Um, that's the rest of his story. Um, there's a few things that I wanted to touch on. Um, wh- what I liked about the story, I mean, I liked everything, but I really liked the the pale girl with the black eyes. Uh-huh. And there yeah. are entities called black-eyed kids out there. Really? Yes. They are very dangerous. <gasps> mm-hmm. It's kind what do of they an, do? It's kind of an urban legend. Yeah. Um, but they're generally, it's usually one or two children. They look out of place just because, like, their clothes, their clothing is out of style, um, and they talk really formally, um, and they'll usually come at you at your house or like your car, and they want you to invite them in. They oh can't my. come in on their own. They'll make up whatever lie, or at least Fucking assuming vampires. Lies. It's kind of like they are vampires. No kids are getting in my house. If a kid is like, um, uh, can I come in, please? I'll be like, get the fuck off my stoop, bitch. Exactly. Yes. So they'll usually come to your house um, and they'll be and they'll say something really weird like, may I borrow your telephone? I need to call my parents. And they don't like move around and they don't like, you know how kids are awkward. They're not awkward. They're just out of place. Yeah. Um, And it's you're very compelled but frightened to let them in. So. Well, you listen, should... I can tell everyone right now, like, if a kid wants in your house, it's a fucking trap. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't let a fucking kid in your house if you don't know the kid, man. Yeah, that's Like, I, I mean, to me, that was just screaming, it's a trap. Like, it's a you trap. need to use my phone? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll come out on the front lawn. Like, if it's yes. serious, like, I'll come out on the front lawn. Right. And I'll call your mommy and daddy. Right. But, like, you're not getting in here, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, Problem solved. Yeah, I know. So just don't let your the black-eyed kids into your house. Dang. Um, so wait, are there, like, do they have white in their eyes, or is the whole thing just black? It sounds like the whole thing is just black. And okay. that's not the first That's not the first thing you notice. For some oh. reason, a lot of people say, you know, they see these kids, they notice something is off, the way that they're not moving, their weird clothing, and then it takes them a second to realize that their eyes are completely black. Dang. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll they'll bring bad luck, misfortune, bad health. Um, there's a lot of really cool stories about these. Um, if you haven't heard of Black Eyed Kids, check them out. They're yes, it's really cool. I'm excited. Yeah, you should see that, or you should look into that. 
<laughs> um, the other thing is about the hooded figure. Uh-huh, yeah. And one thing that we did discuss, Guy and I did, I feel like we didn't discuss. I just threw a bunch of stuff at him yeah. <laughs> in my own theories. Um, so hooded figures, um, hooded shadow figures, you know, like the one that you and I saw. Well, yes. well, yeah, in the first episode. Um, and also in life. Um, some people think that those are religious kind of specters. Mm-hmm. You know, the hood could represent a monk or a clergyman or something like that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that's what our cousin said to me. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I think he referenced the hooded figures Mm -hmm. Uh, or maybe I read the email. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you're welcome for that tidbit. (laughs) Thanks for that. Um, (laughs) So I do feel like this was kind of a shadow person because he couldn't tell if he was awake or asleep or not. Yeah. Um, And I think that shadow people can come in any form or fashion. And sometimes it's our brain that's trying to figure out things. But yeah. I don't know. We 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 don't know. Um, and then the funnel dreams. So I just looked up, uh, you know, what a funnel kind of represents in yeah. a dream. Um, and they symbol uh, the symbolism. Blah, blah, blah. The symbolism suggests that um, uh, it's it's like an energy, like your pa- uh, like from the top. It's a power running uh, from the upper realms, like so the the spiritual realm. Uh, to the lower, uh, which is the physical realm. So okay. it's like energy coming from wherever being sucked up and going into the physical world. And I think Fucking that that's... intersection of those uh-huh. two things. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. I like and, it. And the whole, you know, thing about Guy trying to uh, get out of the funnel before it hits the ground. Maybe he's like, I just thought of that, this. Maybe he's like a key that opens up you know, a door to a different realm. And that's why he gets all these paranormal experiences. And he knew he didn't need, if he got to the bottom of that funnel, that all the bad juju or spirits were going to come in to the physical world. He needs to write a book. I know. He's got some really cool stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could be campfire stories. Ooh. That's what you're going to do, guy. You're going to write a book about all this shit. And um, and we'll talk about it on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you'll be making money selling yeah. your bucos of books. Bucos. And then we'll already be rich. Totally. Because we're getting, like, money is just <laughs> pouring in right now. <laughs> Pour, like, I don't know what to do with myself. I take a bath in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do with myself. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Well, that's good research, mm-hmm. Rebecca. Well, I also wanted to go back to your story a little bit in case oh, anybody is good interested. about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Always about you. Um, in case anybody is interested or haven't, hasn't heard about it, um, Astonishing Legends just did a really good episode, a two-parter on near-death experiences. Oh, you should man. listen to it. You would like it. They well, didn't I talk know. about suicide. But they talked about um, just people with their different near-death experiences, and it's really oh, interesting. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so check them out. I'm sure that everybody already is because they're very popular. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to compare myself, so I'm not going to listen because then I'll be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Lindsay, nobody compares to you. <gasps> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. She's speechless. She's like, finally, somebody gets it. Oh, my God. You drive me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was pure excitement on my face. Totally. I could see that. You sucked the air in because you didn't know. I did. I didn't know. You just didn't know how to respond. I was going to blow up. My Mm -hmm. head was going to explode. So I had to keep all the air in. You go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all we've got. Yeah. Um, I think I feel like we had a depressing kind of start and then a truly horrific story that was scary. Mm-hmm. So if you were looking for a comedy today, no, sir. Sorry. Not today. Shit not on real. our watches. Yeah. yeah. Not on this end of the year. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to leave you with anything uplifting or no. hopeful for next Hashtag year. Hashtag never fucking look back. Isn't this kind of how this year has gone, though? Fuck yeah. Yeah, kind of shitty. We've both been through some stuff. God damn. So the whole it's world been... has been through some stuff this year. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's not just us. A ton of people have. It's not. Yeah. Everybody goes through shit. Yeah. So. But I'm glad this year is over. Yeah. Symbolically, it's ended, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be over. We're going to start off. lifting weights. Hashtag never forget. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, lift weights, work out, drink mm-hmm. water, ma ma Yep, do all those things that we talk about during right. the beginning of the year. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a story you'd like to share, you can send it to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and was uh, it right? Did I give the right email address? <laughs> I just kind of tuned you out. I'm pretty sure that you did. I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Yeah, good job. Um, yes, and uh, rate, review, subscribe. Um, take a picture of your rate and we'll send you some stickers. We'll be happy to do that. Until next year. Yo-ho. Toodaloo and bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>